0: Hiya, hiya, baby was... Can you feel it, feel it, feel it Do you feel Ooh, the same behind sh- it Cause I'm, I'm so high, high. I'm I'm high. high. We will make and you feel, feel it that so way right. Roll up, let's go yeah. like, like, I've been high since the last song oh. And i just been smoking and smoking smoking another block, roll another up You know that we can really ease your mind
1: Good afternoon, you're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependence.org. We are also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to your Facebook page and look us up, or you can hit uh, see first and see all the great programmings we have here on WNHHLP, and you can also hear, can hear and see Cannabis Corner Radio on procannabismedia.com and the Green Haven Media Facebook page. Welcome, everybody. It is July 24th, 2023. I am your host, Joe Lachance. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. And welcome to my illustrious and famous co-host, Uncle <laughs> Lou. Uncle
2: Joe. Lou. Hey, Joe. I like what Uncle Lou's got going on right now over there. How I got to say, you, I got that type of uh, meeting.
1: <laughs> Rolling a blunt. And <laughs> Lou, I just got to say... You made the news again. It was a great picture. Thank you to the New Haven Independent for the beautiful article, the nice article they wrote. And thank you, of course, always for hosting our show, allowing us to be on the air and broadcast live out to you people. But they made a great article about you. Congratulations, Uncle Lou. Not only do you have a cultivation license, but you have also gotten a uh, dispensary license with a partner, correct? Tell us about that. Um, so,
3: uh, hello, everybody. Today's going to be a really great show. And I actually am still riding on a little bit of that high. Um, you know, me, I don't really go out there and do too much about it, but it's still just step one in, in the ongoing processes of step ones. Today, actually, I just got back from our meeting with the Department of Consumer Protection. Um, You have to have four inspections during your build out before you can open one at 0%, one at 25%, one at 50%, one at 75%, and one at 100%. So I apologize, five inspections. Um, So we just got through inspection number one, which is the 0%, which allows us to start moving forward a little bit more. Um, So we're super excited about that. I did an equity joint venture with Nautilus Botanicals. (laughs) very nice so I was my own equity joint venture for for this endeavor my mother is actually our other social equity partner my mother doesn't have retirement from anything she had me when she was 15 years old and when thinking of who to partner with I couldn't think of a better more deserving person than the person who gave me life Um, so mom's smoked weed when she had me in her womb So now um, we're going to make that happen. So now I'm super excited. So my mother is my social equity partner. And because we have a cultivation facility, we were allowed to have two equity joint ventures. And this will be our, our equity joint venture hybrid dispensary that my mother is the equity joint venture partner. So I'm very excited about my mother being able to have some type of retirement or... Um, uh, retirement means that she doesn't have currently and my father provides and I appreciate that very much but it's it's a big thing to make sure that my mother has the opportunity to be a part of the industry that had her husband and son both locked up and multiple sons locked up over
2: well, congratulations on that you know there's there's nobody better than to sue than mom duke so you know that is that is a very noble thing you know without without her uh none of us are are standing around right now that's and that's just the facts <laughs> of it so so paying homage is is all the all the nobleness to that that's that's wonderful and about the ejvs aren't hang you on, now hang on a second now you haven't i got going you, you haven't <laughs> You
1: haven't let me even introduce you yet. And I let's introduce the awesome guys. Yeah, I let's just want to finish this up with Lou and say, okay. <laughs> I think it's great what you're doing. Creating generational wealth, uh, both upward and downward. And that is a beautiful thing. Lou. And I think more people need to be like that and realize and take care of the people who brought you into this world. Also, like you said, your mom smoked cannabis, your dad and you and people in your family have been locked up. So it is, I think this is a beautiful way for things to come full circle, Lou. Congratulations. You know, we, me and the show and everybody, we all love you and support you. And you know that we will be right there at the grand opening.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so the yeah. address is 63 Amity Road. Um, we'll be right next to the Five Guys, and right next to TJ Nails, and a couple other really cool small businesses that are in the area. So it's we're it's will be a very small footprint. Once again, I'm doing this out of I don't have the multi state operators budget. So you know they gave me a little bit of an investment that I had to work very hard for. So we're very limited in our space. It's a 1600 square foot build out. It's a very small. Um, facility but you know I guess that's what we're going to expect from all of our mom and pop shops that are going to be coming in you know what I mean Absolutely. we just don't have the the same capital to to go huge like some that's of the, the other Mall is better. The road, small the beginnings
1: some of the best dispensaries the yep. smaller dispensaries more boutique and that's the way I'm sure you're gonna make it
3: and that's and where so, we're going, you know, and,
1: you know, so, Joe, really let's
3: yeah. definitely introduce who our, let's introduce who our guests our are, because
1: I really am excited
3: to talk to all these individuals, because no matter what, I'll, I'll say it here, I said it now, I say it then, I say it whenever, go ahead and grow your own weed, like Absolutely no matter what it. you're going to do, even with medical facilities and adult use facilities, you should always give a little shot and grow your own weed. I I grow my own cannabis for myself. I follow the, the medical laws and now the adult use laws. My father cultivates cannabis. My brothers cultivate cannabis. My friends cultivate cannabis. And I think that some of the best conversations are had over some homegrown weed that you are sharing with another cultivator or another person that got it from a good person. And, and those are sometimes the most special moments that you have. I would Amen. love if everybody, if I would love if somebody's just taking a quick run out and just needs a couple things to stop at our dispensary. If you're not a cultivator and you can't live in a place that can do that and you don't have the means, we would love to be your means as well. But, and we'll be right next to one of the really biggest, dopest. Um, Sam Ashes and Amity Liquor, and you know all I know that exactly right there. Exactly where so you're
1: going to be. Lou. You can get
3: five it. guys. Yeah, area. you can get five guys. Stop at Amity, get some craft booze, pick up some. So we, I played. Me and my son play the drums. So we get our skins and our sticks from Sam Ash right there, and it kind of becomes a whole destination.
1: I know exactly where it is. Let's bring on our guest. With us today is Mr. Ryan Vasser. Ryan is the owner of Mr. Nice Guy Hydroponics, Connecticut's number one grow shop for almost a decade. It's mm-hmm. owned and operated by a biologist who has participated in every level of Connecticut's cannabis industry and a vocal leader for recreational, sustainable cannabis cultivation, particularly sunlight, and for all the institutions of Connecticut can- cannabis farmers markets, a.k.a. markets for the little guy. So that's Mr. Nice Guy Hydroponics. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you today? Joe, let's I'm- also, Joe, let's make sure I at least introduce
3: introduced Jaime uh, Hi- Hi- as well, just because this will be a great time to Is go back. Is he still on? For-
1: Is he on there?
3: No, he uh, got off.
1: He's going to come back. All right. Back.
3: When he gets back, we'll do because he's another great individual that does yeah. uh, some things for his country as well. So we're excited because I'm also going to bring up the Legacy Operators Council. So that's one thing that we want to make sure that all you guys kind of know about. So, Ryan, longtime friend, shopped at his shop a couple of times, you know, like this is uh, this gentleman knows what he's talking about. So I'm really excited about it.
2: Yeah, go
1: ahead. We're excited about Home Growing Connecticut and we want you, you know, we want everybody to know about your shop. So start telling us a little bit about what you have for the home grower in Connecticut, both beginner and all the way up to advanced, because I see a picture of your shop here, and it looks like you've got a
2: lot of stuff oh so you know well i'll take you i'll start you at the beginning you know we, we could first of all it's a an absolute pleasure to to be here uh i appreciate the exposure you guys having me on the shop lou it's wonderful to chat with you again uh, i didn't know you were a syndicated radio host you wear all the hats like me that's uh that, that's fantastic <laughs> lou, lou and i joke while we're out at, at, on tour and stuff like that that we're the old salty uh pirates cruising around those those places there uh, <laughs> So, but Mr. Nice Guys, So Mr. Nice guys has been around for almost a decade. Now we, we decided to get to jump on, uh, you know, where we get in, where you fit in. And when things were legalizing across the country, you know, uh, cultivation has always been the dream of mine where, you know, I want my own facility. Uh, you know, I want to be able to grow. And one of the things I, I said is I need to be able to supply myself and, and be the most, most marginable grow as possible. And it's turned that we started as a very tiny, uh, 200 square foot, st- uh, store. and. We're we're over 4,000 square feet now and we've got pallets of pallets of, of stuff. And as far as what we have for the uh, Connecticut home is, we have it all. So we have, you know, everything you're going to need from the, the seeds that you drop in the ground to, you know, a bevy of grow lights, grow tents, many different types of nutrients. And of course the schooling to go with it. So, you know, customers can come down, they have, and they got lots of questions and lots of wild ideas, you know, which we can definitely expan- expand on some of those. But, uh, you know, basically we kind of break it down into courses. You know, it's uh, the hundred level course for the newbies just coming on. We want to keep them as simple as possible, get them to harvest. Uh, and then you got the guys that have been out there for for many years that are doing it, that are that are trying some ex- experimental stuff and really honing in on the organic process and stuff like that. But we are built and scaled to handle. Uh, we even handle large facilities, so we drop ship at, at some of the producers uh, across Connecticut and stuff like that. So, you know, we've we've definitely uh, kind of dug in pretty good on Connecticut uh, cultivating. Well, this is why we so, wanted to
1: have you on
2: because so this is a local guy.
3: Yeah, this this is a big one because when people start asking, because I, I it's not a secret, I grow, <laughs> uh, yes. but I also grow hobby in a hobby. So I do have a four by eight tent and a five by five, and yep. these are things that I tell people when they come by. They say they're like, "Wow, you got a really nice." I'm like, "This is something that is super obtainable." Without a lot of work, if you want to start growing, you can go get yourself a four by four and a four and a, and a four by two with a small veg tent that goes into a flower tent. And you know what I mean? And that's more advanced yeah. than the even beginner. Our last show, we had the great Danny Danko on and he was talking about how simple as picking up a three by three, a simple light, little airflow something that would you agree
2: you could probably get that set up for five six hundred dollars right oh absolutely so we even have uh you know because just like me coming up off jump street uh you know maybe somebody doesn't have the boku budget for for all the bells and whistles out there we even have a pit pit area where you know growers are upgrading their stuff as they go uh where you can come in and get that get that jump off set up where you know you're coming in uh get the basics get the bare minimum and get it up and going but you were dead dead on with the two by four and four by four as far. As, as we're concerned uh the way that the law is in the state of connecticut growing those six immature and six mature plants that's the ideal setup uh where you have that small bedroom you can keep all six of your, of your young ones in there and if you have two individuals in the house it's three and three if you're just a solo uh, but you know that's kind of is the prototypical setup but you know it, it, different people do it different ways you can have those same six plants you can have them in, a, in an eight by eight ten if you grow them the right way but you know i always try to pull everybody back to industry standards as we're rolling through Uh, And that's kind of set up to to best help new growers get get to the finish line, that that style setup.
3: Oh yeah, because you can get size-wise, because I've got my four by eight (laughs) is four plants. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. Got some trees up in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. Yeah, and that's part of the disconnect we get is that, you know, people say, Okay, you're allowed to 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 grow uh three mature and three immature plants. You know, I can grow a twenty-foot plant, you know, that, that, yes, and, and we that's can. pounds and pounds, right? <laughs> and, and, and you know, there, there's there's so a little disconnect there. What's that? You
1: could probably fill one tent with Absolutely, one plant.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And there's guys. I got guys that do it. They, you know, they they scrag out this one plant for. I think I got one guy that's been doing it for a full year, and he's literally. It's it's the most majestic. Thing. It looks like the Joshua tree out in in Arizona. Yeah. I said, yeah, I think yeah. good, good for you, bud.
3: <laughs> well, you know, also one thing that you have shared through social media and things are that the they are that there are different styles. That can do that. You know what I mean? If you have a nice hydro setup, you can set up your six plants to be Connecticut legal in something that's like a five by 10, you know, or one of those larger tents. And as long as they're just spread out, you can trellis them out and you can really get six beautiful
2: plants yep. that fill out a 10 by 10 room you know yeah yeah and it's you know and it's that's this is the fun of the industry is it's totally customizable so when when customers come down i always call them the rails that i put them on when, when they come in we have the hydroponics rail and we have yep. the equipment that goes with that the terraponic rail if you're adding you know your your industrial uh, scale fertilizers to a, to yep. an inert media and then your organic rail, you know, where, where we're doing the living soil stuff, and, and you know, and, and there's a thousand variations of each one of those techniques. But you know, as far as generalizations, you generally fall under one of those one of those three uh, yep. classifications. Uh, and we and we help them with all of them. You know, I've skinned the cat every way that it can be skinned. So, but there's always customers that come in that got something new for me all the time. And you know, I always <laughs> say, I'd, I'd like to see a little data on that before we can really commit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: you're there. You not only sell the products, you will help the growers guide them along the process as they as they come in. They can come in and ask you questions. Absolutely. Yeah. I show got you buy- pictures the, you know- of their garden and say, <laughs> hey, what's up?
2: Yeah, so you absolutely. kind of
1: offer full service there.
2: We do, and that's that's where we hang our hat at the end of the day, is that full service. So we offer that for free to our customers. You know, you come down and and, and we you know we can coach you up each each step of the way and stuff like that. But you gotta remember we're competing against the Amazons of the world, the Home Depots of the world. You know, if we don't have something that's that's different, and you know, if we can't uh develop that, that community and that following uh you know in the cultivation area, you know, we're we're dead ducks, but you know, we've definitely been been uh been and tough you know that's for that's for sure
1: well yeah and i think your business is going to be picking up the more and more people realize like you said lou said what six to eight hundred bucks maybe a grand with all the newts and stuff you can get started growing yeah you know? so if that's we're, if we're talking not about a the- heck of a
2: lot no, and if we're talking about the logistics of it, the way we used to explain it before we could even say the word cannabis in the shop, uh, we would say, you know, you get enough tomatoes on your, on your first run to recoup the cost of your tent and stuff like that with a couple extra rolling around for your belly. Uh, but it's gross two, three, four, where you really start realizing, you know, how much money you've saved growing on your own. The, the first yeah. one is, is kind of get you back above water. And then, then after that, you can really start swimming. That's what I tell
3: everybody as well. That's one of those things that it goes, well, how big do you want to go? How crazy do you want to go? Realistically, getting yourself done right, that first grow will take care of, it'll take care of the head. It'll get things paid for. It'll get you somewhat right. And as long as you followed the rules and followed instructions and didn't deviate too much and didn't have any grand failures... You you should be straight that second grow. You'll still be using all the same materials from the first grow. You probably um, would be, ha- hopefully, would have taken some clones. So you're already a little bit ahead of the game. You know the plants that yeah. you're using, and that's where it's like, oh well, don't overcomplicate it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I know at simple. least in my experience, yeah, I know in my experience, people come in and they go, well, I want to grow fifteen different strains. Uh, Cultivars, and that's when you go. Well, I could sell you 15 different cultivar seeds, but I would suggest you probably grow one or two for the first year so you can at least have one test run of it. Then your second run, it'll be a you know a little better, and your third run, you should be running out that time frame, and you then you hammer it. So you know?
2: I, and I always tell them, I always tell them, you got to, you got to do about a nickel five years before, before you can really say, you know, right. I have a master level grower. I've got this figured out. I've right. done enough things where, where, you know, anything that comes at me, I'm ready. And there's just always something that's coming at you. It's never, you, I don't think I've had one grow in, in my history where I was like, Ooh, that was a breeze.
1: Nothing, nothing came <laughs> up at all. Like, it's, it's just
2: what it, what it is out there as far as, as far as it goes. But uh, you know, having, having the, the ability to, to come in and have a sounding board when, when you do have those issues, you know, that's, that's an important, that's why we opened up, you know, so many years ago is there was no one. So I said, okay, I see a market void here. I I can, I can fill in. And at the end of the day, I'm not even, I'm a biologist. I'm an educator. I was a, a Public school teacher for thirteen years before I, I fully committed to the cannabis industry, uh, right. and you know, learning learning the ropes of retail. That's that's always been so. You know, you were talking at the top of the show, you know, about grassroots and, and come ups and stuff like that. And you know, we know we know the deal. We know what it is. You know, to, to start something from the ground floor and work through it. It's you know, not our first rodeo, but it's unfortunately in the industry. That's 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 the path.
3: And you know what? I take it even further because we don't have many grow shops here in Connecticut. And the more more prevalent ones that we do have, and I'm not even going to knock them because I actually use HCG just because it's closer to me. But that's a chain. You know what I mean? Just kind of know what what they are. It's a corporate store. Um, The people who run it are the ones that really do bring its culture. And I got to say, those guys are really awesome. They're definitely underpaid because they're you know, they're being paid by a corporate and it's, a uh, you know, that that whole thing that goes there. So we say that and it's not a place that really wants to take care of its employees all the time. But it is it, it, it is a place for things and the people are what make it. And you having your your local shop, you know, you're locally owned as an educator, as an individual that's ready to continue putting in having the multiple levels of it. It, it warrants the extra 15 minute drive. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, where I, now that's that conversation is you have the space, you have the items, you have the knowledge, and it's worth knowing that the dollars spent at your local grow shop go to your local individuals, you know? Yeah, so okay. that's, and it's I, huge.
2: I love how you said the word local there. Cause at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. So, you know, your local community, uh, you know, your local stores and you know, that, that small community. Ryan,
1: Speaking of local, tell us how we can get you a hold of know, it, you. It's, it's going to um, be. I got to bring on the next guest, but tell us how yep. we can get a hold of you. And you're welcome to stay, by the way. I just want to yeah. make sure that people know how to get a hold of you through social media, your website, yep. and your address, because you're right there in Wolcott. So yep. people can not only get, like you said, drop ship, they can order online but they can come visit you and get that in person help like you said and yep. so hit us up with your social media your website every way we can get in
2: touch yeah. with you so we're going to bring yeah, shop That's our website. Uh, you know, so you can find us there. We're at fifty-seven Tosin Road, Wolkie, Connecticut. Uh, it's a place with the palm trees. If you're familiar with the with the area, you know, it shouldn't be too hard to uh find us once you get close. Uh, on YouTube, we got a lot of cool educational videos, and that's at Mr. Nice Guy Hydro. And then on the gram, it's uh at, at shopmrniceguyct.com. So, you know, we're, we're out there. Our footprint is constantly expanding. Uh, and you know, we're we're here, we're here to support the industry, we're here to you you know, support new markets and new ideas and and do what we can to help lift Connecticut's industry. You know, if a good men do nothing, evil prevails. So we got to make sure we're out here and, and we're being as loud as we can be.
1: I love that saying. It's one of my favorites. Thank you so much, Ryan. Hang out if you want. I'm going to bring on Haman right now. With us right now is Haman Shahai from the Legalized Nepal Official Movement. It's a global awareness campaign started by Haman and his friends with the intention of providing global support to the cannabis community. Shahana immigrated to the U.S. when he was 18 and has experienced the clean energy sales for over 10 years. Through his efforts alone, billions of pounds of carbon dioxide have been prevented from being released into the atmosphere. He was also involved in the Legacy Cannabis community for many years in New York City and other parts of the East Coast in his time with the Legacy Cannabis. And while working for the betterment of the environment, he laid the foundation for the cannabis movement. He decided to promote cannabis and how it can be an asset to humanity and our planet. The mission inspired the Legalize Nepal official Free the Planet Globally movement. Which has taken over social media, the internet, and in the streets of Kathmandu and all over the world. Please welcome Haman Shahai. Haman, how are you today, my friend? Take off mute. You're muted. Big shout out to Haman as well, and I hope that Ryan
3: stays on as well because
1: this is something yeah, that really goes. A nice throughout. roundtable discussion. We're also going to
4: bring <laughs> Haman in. Uh, is, uh, hello, i much to everyone. I'm, I'm Haman, how are you, my good friend?
1: <laughs> so, so welcome to back to you. the show. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about what's going on with legalized Nepal first, and then we're going to get into the whole growing
4: aspect. Tell us what's okay, going so on with Okay, so basically, that. you know, I started the movement, it's been almost two years with the campaign, and you know, we have gained a lot of recognition worldwide. And yes. with the, even with the government in Nepal, we're taking the next step to do studies on medical aspects of the plant so that we could start regulating it down the road. So I'm very proud of it and super excited to see what the plant can bring to the world and the humanity with our help you know, together.
3: You know, this is a big thing because now as I've, Herman actually got to introduce me into his culture into what they were doing there and he explained as much as this is just a plant that grows wild so the the ancient arts are still um the ancient arts are still being processed the same way and i i was able to take that knowledge and equate it with some friends from new york as well is um this is another cultural experience very similar to rastafari Mm -hmm. you know so now each culture, as they build these, these practices out, the legalization movement that you have started and really have gained some tremendous movement. I've seen everything that you've done in New York with some of the largest names in cannabis activism. Um, uh, our good friend Cheryl Powell is a, is a mutual friend as well with the Just Us Foundation. Um, so when this isn't an understatement when we're saying that this movement has been seen throughout the world. We're talking Spain, Portugal, Europe. Jamaica, all the way to the U.S., East Coast, West Coast, all the way, Mexico and abroad. And it's really interesting to see this. And and this is where the old ideals of where cannabis is a global market is still in practice to this day. You know, we used to get flour and name it by its region. Back in the day, Joe, you talk about how, you know, you'd be getting Thai or you'd be getting Afghan or you'd be getting... Jamaican or you you know Acapulco Go, Panama, Panama Red. Red. Yeah. You know, so now we have these ideas because now as hash gets even bigger and bigger and bigger, there was a traditional hash. And this is the traditional hash,
1: police hash, you know, you yes, talk that was a, that was a, uh, an exotic back then, but
3: still
4: it still is it
1: still is, that's right,
3: and this mm-hmm. is where now generations get on board. And there wasn't this movement. And imagine when Nepal, um, Nepal gets their legalization and then the global Re-legalization kept, for us. you know, re that's right. Uh-huh. And you're able to actually have that true export of Napoli's temple balls being sent to the U.S. or something and being able to, so that's the super, super, <laughs> super exotic, you know? Yeah, and this is where, it. you know, we start talking about what needs to happen in areas with these movements like, the um, uh, legalized Nepal. Now it's like the legacy operator councils, the, the Just Us foundations, the Rastafari movements. And these are these are things that, that really are interesting because it's no yeah. longer In a New business York. push. Mm-hmm. This is a cultural push, you know?
4: In New York, yeah. we even have a faith-based uh, correlation for cannabis through the OCM. So I'm part of that too. So that's very exciting. We're trying to explore how cannabis was back in the days used in so many sacramental ways. Like back in the days, uh, the plant was a gateway to liberation and, and enlightenment, you know. But yes. now, how the plant name has become from a gateway to drug. So we're trying yeah. to bring back the old tradition and culture, how the plant used to be used, and you know, for so many aspects, and
1: this
3: now, you know, sacramental, nice spiritual,
4: hat. and medical reasons
3: so now no, i'm I, yeah go ahead luke no 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 ju- yeah so what i'm kind of getting at is you know i love when you're up here in connecticut and now that we have ryan from mr nice guy with that great space i really think that this is the start of something getting together mm-hmm. and just having some uh some movements yeah. together he's got the classes he's got I've been, i think i was i'm looking forward to heading down to the space and just hanging out maybe and, and hanging out and so maybe one day we can all just meet there and do a little hangout yeah. for a little while. I'll, I'll grab uh, some. I'll grab some pizzas or something. If you, Ryan, you got space down hacks. there. Wait till
1: I get face back face. from.
3: Uh, yeah, we in got future days. I would to We're a
4: We're in party.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Haman, a lot of yes. people didn't know, and I didn't even know this till a couple of weeks ago, that you also are part of a healers collective, uh, the Rudra Seeds, right? Yes. So you also. Are able to help people with genetics as well, and these are like real uh, what would they they be heritage genetics, Uh you know that are from you know OG stuff. Tell us a little bit about that first. So I think you guys might be able to
4: collaborate. Yeah. So I just partnered up with uh, Joe Pietri. Uh, He's the author of King of Nepal and he's an old time smuggler. He's been in the industry forever. So I recently partnered with him and now I have part of his seed bank. You know, I call it the Rudro seeds. And the special thing about this plant is uh, we have a special medical line for the patients with the THCV on it, which where the strains have THCV, we call it the happy part, you know? So that's why, uh, this weekend on Friday, uh, in New York city in Queens, we are also doing a grow class. We're trying to teach people the right way to grow the plant, you know, and we're going to talk about the cannabis, the marketing fraud that's been going on for a long time and, uh, so many other things, you know, so, uh, the link is on my website and everything. So you guys can come and join us, you know, and there's going to be a lot of information. And uh, Mr. Joe Pietri he's going to uh, join us in a little bit and he's going to talk more yeah, about actually, it. Then. Joe
1: Pietre is actually mm-hmm. going to jump on the show in a few minutes. And he is running this event. It's called Direct Aid to All Growers. It's a three-hour crash course. And it's being held this Friday night from 3 to 6. And that's in uh, the KTM Bar and Lounge in that 7532 Broadway in Queens, uh, and it's going to have a full bar, kitchen, and then there's a big after party right till yep. 4 a.m. And uh, it's limited seatings. Everybody gets a goodie bag, and um, you know there's a, we can there's a uh, you can find the link on your website. There's a phone number here. 917-216-7028. So it looks like there's going to be, it's five parts. You got advanced growing, production costs, growing fire at the lowest common denominator, the cannabis history, marketing fraud, and the war on drugs. Also, after the event, there's going to be a Q&A and a book signing with hash making tips with you and Joe Pietre are going to be there. That sounds like a really, really good time if you want to take the night and go down to Queens Friday night. That might Mm -hmm. be cool. So uh, tell us more about that.
4: So, yeah, basically, we're trying to give the right information out there. The cannabis industry for a lot of years, so many information has been holed down to grow the right plant for the bigger. These days, the plants, they're becoming like more focused on THC and all the other profile have the plants been missing you know right. so with the old school genetics that mr joe Pietri has we're trying to bring the the culture and the plants and the turfs and the whole profile back to the people for the medical and so many other uses rather just just the plants chasing the lights for the THC you know yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I can't
2: agree that. with him. I can't agree with you more, you know, as far as a complete terpene yeah. profile, we got caught chasing, chasing the ghost there, uh, where, yeah. where everybody's trying to spike THC levels, but you can't do that. There's, and we say in, in, in biology, there's no free lunch in genetics. You know, you may be able to to push that number high. Uh, and you may even be able to get it to look nice on a sheet of paper with certain ways. Uh, but when it comes down to it, that, that you want that bouquet, all those cannabinoids in there, mix them up with all the terpenes yeah. and, and you know, you want some that and, that's going to be your best cannabis experience and people don't even know that yet. So, you know, the education, you know, that's, that's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. Ryan, that part
3: is, huge. That so is I've, huge. I've also, so me, my big push has been finding as many land races and I've been able to be yeah. able to travel and I've got some really beautiful land races from South America and Puerto Rico, all the Spanish that's speaking wonderful. countries. And yeah. these are old seeds. These are seeds that are 25, 35. I lie. I'm almost 40. So they're probably almost 50 years old. That's you know, incredible. and these are, cool. you know, and that's where I've got some really old school. And this is when we used to, you know, use a card and a business card to take the seeds out on a lunch tray in Manhattan. You know, these yeah, were all sure. in. Uh, yeah. album cover, bro. That's, a, <laughs> album, that's the way they came. Album cover. <laughs> <laughs> so um i would love to hear more about joe pierre because i know i'm gonna want to get down on some of these land races and i know joe's gonna uh, ryan's gonna want to and I, and I, anybody who's here and you know and as we will follow this up offline but we should definitely
1: do a little meetup or something at your spot uh ryan for sure well, for sure i'd love to host come on speaking of joe he signed on do you want to introduce him um, or do you want me to? I all I know is Joe is an international.
0: Yeah, an himself.
1: What's that? Okay, well, I'm gonna say what you got here. Joe Pietre is okay. an international legendary hash smuggler, grower, and the author of King of Nepal and an activist of over 60 years in the industry. So he sounds like my kind of guy. So welcome Joe Pietre. And and tell us, Joe, how do you grow like Joe? Well,
0: first of all, I've been I've been uh, smoking and selling weed since 1963. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, my i, 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 I smoked, I've been to every drug producing country that there is, and I've taken out of every d- drug producing country that there is. They call me the <laughs> King of Nepal because I got extradited from from Pakistan, chased out of Nepal twice and hand it <laughs> over and change some loos. they <laughs> viciously wanted to put me out of business. And they did. You know, people people ask me, you know, how come we're not buying you weed, man? How come we're not getting that good Colombian? How come we're not getting that good Thai weed? How come we're not getting that super Hawaiian or Jamaican that we used to get or the, or the all the weed that we used to get, but, the, and, but then the hash too, I right? That so why aren't you buying it from us? And I have to tell them this. Because the drug enforcement agency let the fucking cops get high. Reagan let the cops get high. And because when he let the cops get high, they infiltrated all the groups.
1: Hey, Joe, do me one favor. Just yeah. watch the swearing. We are really live on the air, over oh, the Okay, earth. okay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'll try yeah, my best. Yet. I'll
3: try my best. Thank you, Joe. But, uh, so these it, are the it, individuals it, 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 it I changed. love hearing from. These are the it individuals changed. I love hearing from. You know, Joe. You, you've been, I, I, yeah, I call it because, you know, I, we, I was arrested. We talk about the legacy world in the old school. I've been doing this since I was 16 years old. You know what I mean? The OG yeah. like you. you. Yeah, the OG like It was like the, the way to wealth. Yeah, you know, like and that was, it was yeah. just for us to make sure we could pay our dues and get through. So I'm originally from New York and Brooklyn. And people ask me, like, what do you, what do you do? I'm part of the smugglers guild. You ever been, (laughs) we joke about it and it's tough, you know, even to this day, flying, you go back forth, you fly internationally, people go, how do you do it? And I'm like, I got a pound and an ounce of hash with me wherever I end up with like a quarter pound of mushrooms or something. And they're like, how do you do it? It takes years of smuggling through horrible times to figure this out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've always had it. I've had, I've had the fix on both ends. So. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Joe. I th- I would
3: love to hear your story sometime, sir. Uh, well, I'll hear see you time.
0: at the show. I'm giving a a class on uh Saturday night. If you're there, I uh, I'll
3: so. have my books, sir. There you go. Friday night and that's what we're talking about. Saturday, now, night, Saturday
0: night, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday night.
3: Where your you're, club,
0: right? Am I yeah, 28, 28 ah, okay. Friday night. I'll be there. I'll be there on Saturday, yeah. Definitely. <laughs>
1: And so, yep.
0: I, and then I, I have a lot of memories of Brooklyn. I went to I went to Madison High School, and uh, you know I, oh, I lived. Down, cool. I, I'm from Kings Highway. You know, okay. That's a, a
1: lot of people, you know, a lot of these young guys these days, Joe, don't understand what it was like. You say back in the '60s and '70s, how um how how much the laws have changed, and how much. More difficult things were back then, and well, they, how they were much difficult. More penalty you faced.
0: <laughs> yeah, would, it depends on what cops bought, picked you up because, but uh, they used to consider uh, pot and stuff like kitty dope. They were, it, it was more paperwork than it was worth, or they just took your money and your dope and 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 let you let you loose. Never arrested you, you know. It, it only got serious, you know. Uh, 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 during the, the Nixon years, you know, yeah, it got serious the war on in the drugs, year right. for for the, the war 70s. on drugs. But but in the beginning, there, uh, I mean, everybody had it, right? You know, I mean, it was everybody had it. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we used to get some stuff from Spain from uh, 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 El ba- from the Barrio and what uh, uh, Chiba Chiva, and it was a nickel bag that was only like one joint. Today in those days it was like five pen three pinners.
1: right? Or, or lid? Stuff. Remember they called it a lid.
0: A yeah, uh, lid came on later but, uh, <laughs> when people started buying pounds and started getting those Mexican bricks. Remember those Mexican bricks? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: The, the
0: first time these. I crossed the border from Mexico was sixty-seven. <laughs>
2: Let's talk about the equipment that those guys had back, back in the days that were growing these these legacy strains. They didn't they didn't have an Amazon to go to. They didn't even have a Mister Nice Guys to go to to, to Well, get these, the thing about, about it was is that in paralyzes. Mexico, in Mexico, every state
0: of Mexico had their own weed. Right. So like they had Culiacan, Khan, Michoacan. Khan, they had stuff from from Zacatecas. Uh, they had stuff from from uh, Veracruz. They got stuff from the border. They got a terry on purple. They had all these different kinds of strains. So it depends on where you were getting it from, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 so if you, the further south you went, the more jungly it got. Yeah. And then the, 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 the like a- Acapulco gold were drier, higher climates grown, you know? Right. And, 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 and now and,
1: a lot of people don't realize why Acapulco gold was actually gold.
0: Was, well, they bleached it.
1: It was bleached by the sun. <laughs> right. Because yeah. right. all this stuff was outdoor, grown dude, wild. Dude, Is
0: that there, that isn't a, there, isn't, there isn't a, a thing about weed that I haven't experienced. Right. You know, like in, in Colorado, in Colorado, you know, I, I had a warehouse in Colorado, in Golden, and uh, uh, I used to catch it going east, east and west all the time. I was getting 10 large at a time. Right, on on, right. on the front, you know what I mean? It was all like a, <laughs> a, a <laughs> it was all like a connected thing. So I was getting all this weed, and we would be saving the weed, you know, and the seeds from the Colombian, from the Jamaican, right, from right. this, from that, and then my buddy Ace, he had a he had a uh, he went to the University of Hayes in Hayes, Kansas, and so he knew some. People there that owned large amounts of miles of cornfield, and they went. They give them the seed, and then they would plant it in between the corn when the corn was planted. And they plant (laughs) the plot, and they would come back the next year before they harvested the corn. They would get the weed, right? (laughs) So when the weed came to us, you know, I I was selling basically high-priced weed, censamia, for high-ticket numbers. When this stuff, I couldn't sell it, but it smelled funny. Some of it smelled like gasoline. Some of it smelled like uh uh uh, kerosene, like uh no uh turpentine. Some smelled like shit. I mean, just like crazy odors, you know. And I couldn't get rid of the stuff. I would. They wanted to. I you know I would had to sell it for twenty two hundred to cover it. And so I finally got some people that I knew from India from the hog farm and the wavy gravy and 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 the the dead people. And so I sold the twenty eight pounds to them for twenty two hundred. And so they. They grew that in Northern California. You know, it was the Brotherhood of Eternal Love is, is the reason that all that weed's in California. That those right. communes, they started in the sixties and seventies. You know, they supplied they 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 supported themselves on weed, but they couldn't right. find a market. They couldn't <laughs> find the market because there was just so much great weed and hash around that they couldn't sell it like they do today. But uh, uh, so there, all those smells and the gaseous stuff comes from that generation of stuff that came from Hayes, Kansas. So I'm over oh, here, at, like uh, the sour
1: uh, diesels and all oh, that,
0: all that stuff. And then I'm mm. I'm here at the here at the at, at the Expo here in, in Denver, and and some guy he calls himself Chem Dog, and he comes over to me and like like I'm taking his train, and he he had bought it from a bag seat in Crested Butte, Colorado, which was like my headquarters. And that that was the place that we sold that weed uh, to tourists. Yeah, uh, you know, that's how that's how so it went out.
1: So, came from you? Yeah,
0: all that shit came from Kansas. So it came from me, and and Kansas. I had a big scene. You know what I mean? That's
2: and you so, hear all these stories you know I mean? and hard, more.
0: It's hard up for me to Friday even relate to So, what? tell
1: me, Joe, a little bit um, about what did happen to these strains in the seventies with the war on drugs and the paraquat
0: it wasn't them it was the dutch they,
1: it, it, first of
0: all the worst thing that ever happened to cannabis was the making of mother nature illegal and can and and the, them selling you chemical concocted oh yeah well that since. started back in the 30s right yeah well the patent uh, cannabis was a patent medicine if you go back in history like you have to realize that Libby Pfizer, uh, 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 which used to be Parker Davis, Abbott—they all made their initial fortunes in cannabis-based medicine, and that right. uh, 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 tinctures was, was the most popular medicine of all time, and right. still would be if you could get it. You can't. Right, right. So that, used to be know,
1: cannabis, morphine, cocaine—all that was sold. was
0: was part of their
1: pharmacopoeia. The pharmacopoeia yeah, of
0: America started out as the is the, uh, 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 from the Mahabharata, and the Ayurvedic medicine in India from 6,000 years ago, and the right. pharmacopoeia right. of China from 6,000 years ago, and some of it, most of it was incorporated into American medicine. Right. Instead of getting a, 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 a slippery elm bark, you get an
1: aspirin pill. Bam. Well, yeah, that was the beginning of... Big Pharma, when they made cannabis yeah. illegal, it opened the door. Mother
0: Nature them. illegal. It's not just.
1: Yeah, Mother, Mother Nature. Mother you Nature. are right. That when they it's were Mother able Nature. to do that, it
0: opened that the door. To they they took you, you don't know what to who who, who? who of any of you know how to grow their own weed or, or grow their own fucking pot or grow their own food? Hardly anybody. Everything
1: I got terrible. all that in spades. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. learning now. You see, it's finally legal for us to do it. <laughs> Finally, eighty years, Joe. Let's let's talk about
4: the Dutch marketing fraud. Let's tell us more about that, Joe. Joe, we can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. The the Dutch scene, uh, 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 basically, you know, you got to remember that in Holland, you 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 can't buy a a tulip in the world that'll come out of Holland. They fought two wars for right. tulips the oh. the Dutch want to make t- a cannabis into tulips they right. have a they have a they have a a a genetic marker on the weed so everybody thinks they're greeters or this or that I'm not in that kiddie pool I'm in my own gene pool I don't know where these kids are coming from I, look, I listen I to some of them I just can't yeah, I just shake my head well it it's, it's it doesn't even pay for me to 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 try to straighten them out you know, there's no such thing as marijuana botany or Canada's botany. It's just botany, you know, and they, hmm. the Dutch have sold this whole thing. They got Rosenthal, uh, Cervantes, Danny, don't know all these people running out. They're giving you fucking light uh, schedules Yo, that slurring, if you try to replicate slurring. it outdoors, it would be, t- it would take two to de- two sons.
1: Right, right. You see, no. and,
0: and the plant, I th- I'll ask these kids, how much sun does a plant get? And they'll go through all these hours and I'll go, well, you know, the most sun, a sun uh, the most uh, 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 plants in a northern climate the sun they get is maybe six, six and a half hours on the equator. It's six hours, seven hours and 45 minutes of sun. Right, exactly. That's it, and they got their they got their grow rooms under eighteen and six and twelve and twelve. Only one making money is the fucking power man. Yo, the fucking Dutch have figured everything out, and have-
1: Joe I lost him, yeah. Joe. You.
2: The other Joe's gone too. I think we lost both Joes. No, I'm here. Oh, I'm you're here. here. I got you. Okay. Yeah.
1: Joe, sorry about <laughs> that. They, I'm, they, I'm the worst thing
0: that ever happened to the industry because so I'm the only one watch that I can do swearing. Uh, okay, I'm the only one that that'll tell you the truth.
1: Right. No. You know? but so everybody to lies the, to, to the, you in uh, uh, the industry.
0: It's a weed, dude.
1: Yeah. Let's get to this course that you're doing this weekend. Um. Well, I'm
0: teaching people how to how to save sixty to seventy-five percent of their operating costs, their lighting and, and whatever they they spend, and then and 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 up their production about thirty percent. Okay so immediately, immediately immediately when you come and take my class, I teach I teach you photoperiodic control. So within the first day, you see the plant is happier. Within right. the within thirty days, not only is the plant happier, it's bigger, faster. At the same time, oh, the electric, your electric bill is like 40% cheaper, 50% cheaper, depending on what what nutrients you use. You know what I mean? So basically, I cut down the 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 veg time and I cut down the flowering time where you're spending, you know, uh, 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 you're going to save anywhere between 60 to 75 percent of your production costs. At At the same time, time, you'll you'll up your production thirty percent, and using basically basic knowledge that you that you learned as a farmer, you know, or if you go to college and you pay attention, you know what I mean. And and they've left that out of the grow books. They left they they came out with their own book, marijuana botany. You know, I tell the people that come up to me, your your friends here would not would have hated this. They come up to me, they come up to my booth. To get my body by book or whatever, and I and I said I looked at them. I said, "What do you do? But what, what, what's
4: all that stuff for?"
0: He said, "Well, I need this. I need CalMag, and I need Power Booster, and I need this, and I need that." I said, "You know what, kid? Throw all that stuff away. Just buy one box tomato food, and just give your cannabis tomato food." All
1: right. They came so back. Gonna, and, Holy shit! No, no, <laughs> works, they're gonna works, learn works, things like this uh, this weekend on, tell us how we can get a hold, Joe, because we're almost off the air. We're almost out of time. Thank you so much. I We can't wait to see you this weekend. Um, that is uh, from 3 to 6 p.m. at the KTM Bar and Lounge in Queens, New York. on, tell us how they can find it and get their tickets.
4: Okay, basically, uh, you can uh, find the tickets on our social media, Instagram. You can go to our website or you can email me on the legalized nepal official at gmail.com or you can directly call or message me on my cell phone which is 9172167028 and uh, you could get it registered and we'll see you on friday we're super excited
1: for this and joe will have his books there he'll be signing them it'll be a great time sounds like it'll be a lot of fun get mm-hmm. to hear a lot of stories and a big old after party till 4 a.m. That sounds like a blast to me. So if you got time, head on out to Queens, New York this weekend. So Ryan, one more time. Give oh, oh by the way, Haman, give us your
4: social media uh legalize nepal official on all social media platforms and we have a website www.legalizeNepal.com and uh, one more thing i want to tell you real quick since i'm in this platform right here that we're looking to open up a new and a hemp and a hashish museum in Kathmandu in nepal so we're collecting donations to make that museum happen so if you get go to our website please if you can donate that'll be great for the museum
1: OK, great. Legalize Nepal official. Hopefully come on down Friday night to Queens. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Himan uh, And Ryan, give us your social media real quick and sign yeah, off sure. real quick.
2: Shop Mr. Nice Guy CT.com. That's our website. And you can catch us on the gram at at Shop Mr. Nice Guy CT. Uh, and of course, catch us in the reels right up there. Your boots on the ground, brick and mortar grow shop. We got everything A to Z, 57 Tosin Road, Wolcott, Connecticut, 513-817-4367. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, thank you, Haman.
1: Um, I am Joe the Weed Guy signing off. Uncle Lou, thank you very much. Congratulations on your new dispensary out there. I know you had to go to a meeting. But uh, anyway, I have had a great time in Connecticut over these last uh, almost a month. It was really great seeing people. There's Uncle Lou. Really great seeing you, Uncle Lou. I'm probably going to try and stop by and see you tomorrow afternoon. But I wanted to say, you know, thank you, everybody, for your hospitality. It was great seeing everybody. I'm very pleased at what's happening in Connecticut. I will be back at the end of the month probably before for an extended period of time and i'm looking forward to hanging out again and and uh doing some things out here in connecticut so uncle lou thanks again social media everybody knows how to reach you nautilus botanicals uh i'm at joe the weed guy lou what's the last words stay
3: happy healthy and high, everyone we love you guys
1: great show today a little bit wild. I'm sorry to Harry. <laughs> 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 that was the wildest show I've had in age. All right, thank you, guys. I gotta say.
0: Until I got high, I was gonna get up and find the broom. But then I got high My room is still messed up And I know why Why man Yeah, (laughs) cause I got high Because I got high high. Because I got high